Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Lionsgate Podcast with Saudi and Omni. I'm Omni. And I'm Saudi. And today we are going over part three of our true crime crossover about the Murdoch murders, and we are honoring Mallory Beach. The way this will go down is we're going to go over what happened. We're going to go over the case, what we've researched, what our theories are, and then at the end... If possible, we're going to try to channel Mallory Beach. It is not 100% that she'll come through, but we are going to try. If you haven't tuned into the two previous episodes, I recommend that you do that. There's a lot to this case. That's why we are honoring each victim in each episode. Just a quick disclaimer because of who we're dealing with. Everything said on this podcast is based on our personal opinions and theories based off of everything that we have seen that has already been published or read or listened to. Now, the Murdochs are a prominent family in South Carolina. Alec Murdoch's family, including his great-grandfather, down to his father, served as a solicitor on the 14th Judicial Circuit from 1920 to 2006, which is an elective official similar to a district attorney. It's very connected to law enforcement. So there's Alec Murdoch and then Alec's wife, which was Maggie Murdoch. And then they had two sons named Buster and Paul Murdoch. And Mallory Beach is a part of a friend group. Anthony Cook, Morgan Dowdy, Paul Murdoch, Miley Altman, and Connor Cook. All six of those are friends. Paul and his girlfriend and then Connor Cook and Anthony Cook were related and their girlfriends were really close. So the three girls were really close. The three boys are really close. They would go to the Murdoch house and they would throw big parties. They talked about how they always had alcohol available to them. It was a lifestyle that they all become accustomed to because it was provided to them as young children. Yeah, they had been hanging out since they were younger. Yeah. And I think at the time of Mallory's death, she was around 19. Yeah, so the ages were between 18 and 20 of all okay. six of them. Imagine being a teenager and having a friend that was very well known in the community and one of the wealthiest families in the area. And then how you would feel just going over there and being able to drink and, you know, feel grown up and important. prestigious and yes. important. So I get the draw to that for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, I was a teenager and I would party. Yeah, and I stuff. was going like, I didn't get any of that when I was a teenager. Yeah. I'd have to like steal liquor from parents' cabinets <laughs> yeah. or go hide in the woods and drink. Oh, yeah, that's true. I yeah. didn't really have any family members or that would buy it for you. We would steal shots from my friend's dad's bar. <laughs> Occasionally, there'd be that cool mom or something. It's like, as long as you drink in the house, it's fine, right. you know. Yeah, but, but not like we're going to provide all this alcohol for all of you guys to have a huge party mm-hmm. at one of our houses right. in the woods and get wild and drunk and crazy mm-hmm. to the point where Paul developed a very severe drinking problem in his teens right also his dad was rumored to have a very serious drug problem yeah doing cocaine and Popping lots of pills, pills and yeah. stuff like that and his mom was known to always have a drink in her hand yeah so it's very normalized to him from very, a very normalized young. Yeah. yeah the night of this accident all the kids decided to go have a date night because there's three couples right and they wanted to go do an oyster roast but they heard that there were alcohol checkpoints on the way there So Paul ended up having his dad's boat and they were going to get alcohol and just ride the boat across the way to pass all the yeah which kind of seems smart but not if you're going to get shit faced and then try to drive the boat again 
they were going to go to the Oyster Roast and then go back to the Murdoch's River home, which was nicknamed Murdoch Island on the Duchesne River in Beaver County in South Carolina. So around 5 p.m., Paul used his brother's older ID and bought a bunch of alcohol at a nearby gas station. They went by boat and it was a 17 sea hunt that didn't have working lights. Oh, The lights were broken. So it was extra not smart to drive that. The six friends hung out at the party for about five hours and Anthony Cook, which was Mallory Beach's boyfriend, and several adults at the party mentioned that they shouldn't be driving that boat because all the alcohol they consumed. Anthony Cook, which was the oldest in the group, wanted everyone to take an Uber. Even several of the boaters testified that when they left the party, Paul was intoxicated, but was determined to be the one to drive the boat back. So when Paul would get drunk, his friends described in the Netflix series, it was like split personality where you can see where that switch would flip and he Mm -hmm. would turn into what they called Timmy. Oh, yeah. They had a whole other name for Paul. When he was drunk. Yeah. There was some videotape taken the night that that happened. Oh. And you could see the way he was moving his hands and his arms. Yeah. He almost looked like he was possessed. Yeah. They were very jerky movements. Right. And given everything his family's into, I would not surprise me. (laughs) That's true. Paul, as an everyday person was described as being very sweet and loving and funny and Mm quick-witted. But when he would drink, it became Timmy. He described as being very violent Mm -hmm. to the point where he was abusing his girlfriend. And so you got to think when somebody is drunk and they think it's okay to call their girlfriend like dirty names and to slap them and and whatnot, which is what happened that night. What are they seeing behind closed doors to teach him that that's okay? Right. That has to be normalized to somebody before they just go and do it Mm -hmm. like that, you know? Usually, yeah. Usually, yeah. Paul was already too drunk to be driving and before they left the party and got into the boat to drive he went and took connor cook and took his brother's id and went to luther's which is in downtown buford it's a bar he got two rounds of shots one lemon drop shot, one cup of major, and a cup of beer. Paul was in full Timmy mode. He went wild. His eyes went wild and he threw a chair and they got kicked out. And so while this is all going on, they weren't in there very long. The other four people are sitting at the boat wanting to go home. Yeah, they called him on video at one point. They were just Mm -hmm. kind of walking around. They were irritated at him. But Mallory was outside with Anthony. Yeah. You could see them on video. And she just looked like she was so in love with him. Right. Like, I don't care where we are, what we're doing, freezing to death. You could tell just from that little video how in love she was with him. And I guess they had known each other pretty much their whole life. Yeah. And they had just recently started dating. We talked about whether people come through when researching something that's different for you is that when you're researching for these episodes somebody starts to come through on your mediumship and you have to be like hey I want to hear you out but not right now and you're used to talking to spirits just right on the spot and so that's been a big challenge for you and for me when I've been researching I was like man I didn't feel Stephen until the day of our episode Mm -hmm. I didn't feel Gloria until the day of our episode but Mallory I felt her weeks ago Mm -hmm. and that's kind of crazy because because I haven't felt her at all. At all. Yeah. yeah. So we don't know if she's um, going to come I'd through or not. I felt Steven and I felt Gloria. Yeah. I was pretty sure they were going to come through, but I have not felt Mallory mm-hmm. yet. That doesn't mean to say that she won't come through. Yeah. But we'll see. The thing that triggered that was you said she was looking at Anthony, her boyfriend, with such love and something that she had said to me that I kind of forgot until now as she said that's my sweetie oh yeah I remember you telling me about yeah. that yeah Omni hit me up a couple weeks ago yeah 
And you told me that story that you could hear it in her voice. He's my sweetie. Yeah. Which was like a weird thing for you to hear because we're from Oregon. We don't yeah. talk that way. And it was almost in a country accent. It was an accent. I can't do accents. So don't, I'm not going <laughs> <Right. laughs> to say I'm so bad at accents. But yeah, she said, that's my sweetie. And I was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Something that I've been trying to connect with her. I'm not a medium, but I am on my journey to keep my mind open and try to keep access to that but anyway sorry I just had to stop you there because I was like oh I forgot about that I forgot that mm-hmm. I heard that so very much I felt a lot of love for Anthony through Mallory so and when you watch the interviews Anthony's parents talks about how he would do anything for Mallory mm-hmm. he would protect her with his life and so the love went both ways right anyways so the other four were pretty irritated <laughs> by the time right. Timmy came out of the bar and just wanted to to get back to the house at that point. The timestamps show that they were only at Luther's for about nine minutes. So it wasn't even that long. Uh, they left the dock around 1 a.m. And Paul was very drunk. Paul was driving extremely slow and took his clothes off. The temperature was 59 degrees. That's <laughs> something Paul would do when he was drunk enough to be his alter ego, Timmy. So just being extremely intoxicated. I know we've all been there where we've had to babysit somebody that just acting erratic and crazy. And you're just like, oh, my God, can we just go? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been on the other side of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I have Where to. everybody else probably. <laughs> Me too. I was like, oh, my God, please can somebody can put can her clothes on. <laughs> I'm laughing that I've been blackout multiple times. We've lived a great life, okay? I don't think I have a full name for my other personality, though. Yeah, that's, so that's pretty else. hardcore. Yeah. but Not that I know of, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing that you call yourself, but right. maybe other people do. I know. <laughs> maybe. But anyways, they're all super irritated with him, and they're stuck on a boat now. <laughs> right. So, with no lights. Yep, with no freezing lights. Freezing cold. Yep. And he's getting naked yeah. and driving in circles. Jesus Christ. He started driving in circles. You know when people are drunk, and they're very confrontational, and they pick up that people are getting irritated, and they just want to be violent. And uh-huh. So he started purposely going in circles and just pissing everyone off. So Connor kept having to take the wheel because Paul was pacing around and started yelling at his girlfriend. Anthony and Paul started fighting because Mallory was telling Anthony that she was scared. And Paul told Mallory to shut up, which pissed Anthony off. So Mallory's sitting there saying, I'm scared. I have a bad feeling. Anthony's Mm -hmm. getting protective. And Paul said, shut up. And Anthony's like, you don't want to go there. You don't want none of this. Paul leaves the wheel like three times as he's pacing. Right. And Connor had to keep going back over there and grabbing Mm -hmm. the wheel. And then wasn't he getting pissed off? He's like, I'm driving. He was getting pissed off that Connor was even touching it. But it's like you're leaving the wheel, dude, and it's on. We're going to crash. That's when he pushes and spits on his girlfriend and slaps her in the face and called her like a slut or something or a whore or something with the interview with the other girl that was there she said it became very apparent that this was by his action and her reaction that this was something that had already happened before Mm -hmm. and so Mallory yelled to Paul to stop according to the deposition to Anthony Cook he turned and pointed at her and said I could tell he was about to say something and I told him not to make that mistake and then he stared at me for a second and went to the steering wheel 
I believe that's when we took off. So that's when he was just pissed and he's like, fuck it. Yeah. And hit full throttle. Yeah. Just to back up to his girlfriend mm-hmm. in the Netflix series that she was talking to Maggie, which is Paul's mom, mm-hmm. one day. And Maggie was basically telling her, like, if you want to be a part of this family, this is kind of the way it works. Mm-hmm. That his grandfather and grandmother... She was thinking about getting a divorce one time and he actually put an obituary in the newspaper about her death so she could read it. That's so fucked. To think twice about leaving him. And she never left him. No, she didn't. She did not. I believe that Maggie was almost trying to give a warning to Paul's girlfriend Mm -hmm. of like, once you're in, you're in. It's like gang life. Yeah. I was thinking of uh, Scarface. You get jumped in and that's it. Yeah. I think that's the way their family works. Like a mob. Yep. They are actually. They got drugs. They got fucking planes. Yeah. For anybody that hasn't watched the show, they had an entire landing strip Mm -hmm. and Paul's dad had his own airplane. They were known to carry all kinds of stuff in there. And I guess Paul had bragged about they brought girls and drugs and pretty much anything you want they could have flown in yeah so this is the type of child mm-hmm. that's in control of this boat yeah so when he took off full throttle anthony and mallory sat on the floor of the boat clinging to each other because the boat was going too fast the boat struck a piling at the arches of the creek bridge and anthony and mallory were flung into the dark cold water so listening to the 911 call is really heartbreaking. Connor Cook calls 911 and you can hear the girls in the background screaming, where the fuck is Mallory? From their soul. Yeah, over and over again. And it was really upsetting listening to the dispatcher. And I know that's probably not an easy job, but it is your job. Mm-hmm. And she really muffed it up because she was asking him questions like what kind of boat it was and stuff. And yeah. she sent the first responders to the wrong bridge. It was 30 minutes before they could get there because they went to the wrong bridge. Right there, that's Mallory's life. Right. Every second counted. Mm-hmm. You can hear them say there's so much blood in the background because everybody was hurt right yeah anthony was in the water and he kept diving for mallory his shoulder was dislocated and he's still diving he wouldn't give up he would come up for breath and then go right back down to find her which that dispatcher did resign after this oh yeah When the first responders got there, there were some that were assigned to look for Mallory's body in the water, and then some were assigned to treat the kids. And then the other ones were assigned to gather evidence for the criminal investigation. And in South Carolina, all boat crash investigations are handled by the South Carolina Department Natural Resources, which is DNR. The Beaver Creek County Sheriff's Office collected some evidence because DNR took a while to get there. So reports from several officers on the scene indicate that there was confusion on who was driving the boat, which... Oh, right? Yep, which this is like another instance where it's very obvious that the Murdochs were in people's pockets, especially Mm -hmm. the police department. So according to the deputy-documented Beaver's Office report, the deputy reported that there was a confusion on who was driving the boat, even though Anthony Cook told the officer it was Paul. They even have body cam Everybody said it was Paul. Everybody on the boat said it was Paul, except for Paul. And there's body cam footage of this. Right. The only person that said it wasn't Paul was Paul. Was Paul. Or Timmy or whoever he was at the moment. And he was trying to blame it on Connor. Yep. He was trying to blame it on Connor. And there was no indication from him at that point in time that he 
gave a shit about Mallory and where mm-hmm. she was. He didn't care. Right. And he was like never arrested. Never put in handcuffs. Never put in handcuffs. Any of that stuff. Like that would have been you or me. Mm-hmm. And a whole boat full of people were like, yeah, Omni was driving the boat. You'd be in handcuffs. You would be in that hospital bed with handcuffs on. Yeah. And an officer outside of your door. Yeah. That's just the way it works. Yeah. It's procedure. And they were talking earlier that he had gotten to a DUI accident in his truck with his girlfriend before that happened. And he flipped the truck and she was going to call the police, like call 911. Oh, yeah. And, a bunch and he's of guns like, came no, out. don't do that. Like, I'm going to call my grandpa. So he called like his grandpa or his dad or something yeah. like that. He called a family member to come out and they came and cleaned everything up. And they lectured her on wanting to call the police because you could have got us in trouble and that's not what you do. So that's how Paul was raised. Yeah. He was raised to throw doubt. Now, Connor had touched the wheel. Yeah. So his fingerprints would have been on it. Yeah. And as long as you show reasonable doubt that it's not you, then they can't prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt yep. in court. So that's probably his mentality is my dad can get me out of this. Yeah, because he has. He's gotten him out of so many things and himself. So when you grow up being raised that way. It's almost like, what do you expect? Mm -hmm. But this whole time, he's not even thinking about Mallory. Nope. He's thinking about his own ass and blaming Connor. Mm Mm-hmm. Or well, his Mallory's friends that are still hurt. Missing. Right. One has a broken jaw. The other has a dislocated. Like if you watch the interview, Connor has like a scar on his face from this, mm-hmm. like a deep scar. If you yeah. watch the interviews and they're saying there's blood everywhere. He doesn't seem to give a fuck about any of his friends, especially Mallory. Mm-hmm. And we can't say what's in his heart. Mm-hmm. He was really drunk and stuff like that. There's yeah. some gray area. And I know that he was close with all of them. Mm-hmm. So in hindsight, probably the next day or two when reality probably kicked yeah. in, you never know how he was feeling. But in that moment, yeah, really showed his true colors. Yeah, the way know? he was raised to be because he was probably sitting there thinking, well, my dad's going to kill me. Yeah, I have to do everything I can. So yeah, let me get to my dad. And he was saying that I need to call my dad. Probably so like, tell me what to do. Right. Because he does what he's told, as they've said. Mm-hmm. So another report says that Paul was almost aggressive towards the medics. So that's the other thing is that the medics were trying to check him out and he was being aggressive and drunk. And so when they took him into the hospital, they drew his blood for his blood alcohol content because he was acting so crazy but they didn't breathalyze him at the scene the police officers did not give him a field sobriety test they did not breathalyze him they only had proof that he was drunk because the nurses drew his blood so that kind of shows the corruption within that as well yeah because that's mandatory yeah that's just procedure yep to do that in any kind of DUI accident yeah that's the first thing they do you go over all the police officers that were there they all were connected to the Murdochs right not only did he not get a arrested but it took two months for paul to even get charged for three dui felonies that's insane which happened to be when he got charged was mallory's birthday synchronistic yeah in may of 2019 there was a bond hearing he wasn't ordered to wear an alcohol monitor this is crazy instead he was ordered to stay within five county region in south carolina he just murdered somebody Mm mm-hmm So the group that was assigned to looking for Mallory did not find her that night. In fact, her body was not found for another week or so. And that was after the whole county came together to search for her down the river. The current was super strong. It was very cold and there was no lights anywhere because they were under a bridge and the boat didn't have lights on it. So it was just a really unfortunate circumstances. So you just murdered somebody and you're not putting handcuffs. You're not in jail. You don't have to wear a fucking ankle monitor. Mm -mm. Like what? You're just ordered to stay within a five count. Not even your house. Yeah, you're not on house arrest. Yeah. Five counties. That's insane privilege he never even had handcuffs put on him 
and he was never put in a jumpsuit. He didn't even get a normal mugshot. He had his picture taken in the courthouse, in the courthouse hallway, in normal clothes. Oh, that's right. Yes. I remember that. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, that's yeah. money. Yep. That's money. <laughs> that's money, yeah. yeah. You don't even have to yeah. wear a jumpsuit or go. Nope. You just get your picture taken by probably an iPhone mm-hmm. in the hallway. That's insane. July of 2019, Paul's attorney asked the court to loosen his bond conditions. Jesus. Oh, because be- they were so tight in the first place. They asked him to be able to roam all of South Carolina like he's a fucking horse. <laughs> the attorney general asked to at least put an alcohol monitor on him. She was denied. Oh, so he was still getting fucked up. No alcohol treatment center, yeah. like none nope. of that. The attorney general was like, can we at least put a, a monitor right. on? Nope. No. Denied. There was a civil case. Paul was never named in the civil lawsuit, even though he was charged with three felony DUI counts. The civil case by Mallory Beach's mother blamed the, the convenience store and the influence of Paul's family, primarily his father. So basically like the convenience store that sold them all the alcohol when their ID was not theirs. And Paul's father, Alec, making alcohol so accessible to them and all these kids saying like yeah we party at their house and blah 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 yeah i mean i understand the convenience store but as a server myself Mm -hmm. i check ids all the time i'm not gonna lie kind of just look at the picture look at the face see if they match up and buster his older brother and him did look very much they did it shouldn't pass in court or anything but the point was is that they were so well known around town They knew he wasn't of age, but he had an ID that was close enough. And they shouldn't be held accountable at that point. The ID was close enough. Yeah. They do look a lot alike. They do. I I mean, I could have even made that mistake, to be honest. Yeah, I could have. Also, they were in Hampton where everybody knows everybody. So they knew. It just, it was a blind eye because they're in a position of power. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next hearing was supposed to be June 10th. Alec would have been required to provide previously requested financial documents so then this brought light to his financial schemes oh okay so this is why they everybody started looking into the shit he was doing financially and this is what shed light on if you haven't listened to the last two episodes of our true crime crossover it's episode 25 and 26 about stephen smith and gloria satterfield and it goes over their murders and the financial crimes that alec committed in correlation to their murders and then at the end of both episodes, Saudi is able to channel both of them. We're kind of doing it in chronological order, unlike the Netflix um, series. A lot of them bounce around and they start with the boat crash because that does shed light on everything else. But we wanted to do it chronologically because it just makes more sense. Yeah, I it does. Like. And it's easier to follow because there's a lot of information that we wanted to honor each victim. It does feel like Gloria and Stephen were more of an afterthought and we wanted to get what happened to them. But this boating accident with Mallory really brought light to Stephen and Gloria Mm -hmm. and had people really starting to take a longer and harder look at the Murdochs. Yeah. And they ended up finding her a week later. I think a boater found her down the stream. Mm -hmm. I guess Anthony Mallory's boyfriend and Paul were super close like brothers. And he said a few days after that, Paul had told him he's sorry. And he was like, you know, he was hurting He wasn't this narcissistic person Mm -hmm. and he continued to drink and to party. And one of the girls, I think it was Miley, 
talked about how she really felt that they weren't honoring Mallory's memory. We're continuing to party. So afterwards, there was a lot of hate thrown onto Paul because he was continuing to drink and party. Mm. Well, he's supposed to be in sort of probation for murdering somebody in a boat crash. It was completely avoidable. I mean, this case is pretty straightforward. We all know who murdered Mallory Beach. And it's unlike the other two that we did where we have our own theories and Mm -hmm. and whatnot. I think this is more of just if Mallory does want to come through, we want to go over this case because it does show far deep that the Murdochs are into the law enforcement's pocket. It's just another instance of that. Mm -hmm. And it this is also the catalyst that did shed light onto Stephen Smith's case and to Gloria Satterfield's and on a case going forward. And if Mallory Beach wants to come through and have a message she wants to get to family or anything she wants to be heard on, we're going to try to do that. But it's not a case of where we're trying to figure out who murdered her. We know. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, let's take a few moments for me to meditate on that and try to see if I can connect with her. Okay, we took a short break and I channeled the energy of Mallory. We're going to do this really quick. What I'm picking up on is her energy is so high vibrational that it's not easy for her to connect to this realm like yeah. at all. She's she's not here very often and I believe that's why I wasn't picking up on her while doing research. Mm-hmm. So we have some questions. She is here right now. Yeah. Um, we burned some ancestral money. Yeah. <laughs> it's very hard if you can think on levels of vibration. She's vibrating more in a fourth or fifth dimensional vibration and it's almost like a magnet pushing her, repelling her from here in this space. So She's still here. Mallory, is there something that you want to say to be heard on? She said she lives in laughter. She's saying that she lives in the laughter of her family. She has an extremely hard time coming and consoling or comforting when she's missed. But during events like Thanksgiving, she says like dinners and things like that, when her name's brought up and there's laughter, that's what draws her closer She's not here in this third dimension very often. She's very forgiving. She holds no hate or hostility or pain from this lifetime. And as I'm talking right now, I just feel really light. I feel yeah. very like energetic, like I just drank a cup of coffee or something. Yeah, that's why when I brought up her Anthony, she said, that's my sweetie. Because I was thinking about their love. Mm-hmm. And she said that some of her family would be very against, <laughs> very skeptical about this type of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's talking really fast. Yeah. But she's got a huge smile on her face. She's definitely making moves. She's helping souls in the higher realms. Very energetic, very nurturing. Yeah. I was feeling healer from her. Yeah. It's kind of like this uh, this cheerleader energy that mm-hmm. I'm getting from her. It's kind of like peppy she's kind of like pushing souls between dimensions when they're almost there she's like okay come on like you're almost there let's go let's go let's go like she'll vibrate she'll she's almost like um she's her energy to vibrate them higher to get to the next level but i can feel her pulling right now it's like she's almost like uh, vibrating really hard to try to stay here with us right now ask her about her jaw or something happened to her voice i got this really overwhelming feeling that she either broke her jaw and couldn't talk but maybe maybe my feeling is that she couldn't talk because she couldn't be here when it comes to the accident she was pretty drunk herself she says yeah 
She remembers swallowing water, uh, but she was pretty incoherent at the time. She choked a little. Her body felt so cold that, that she almost couldn't feel it. And so she was saying that she just was definitely really out of it. But she does remember drowning. She wasn't completely knocked out for that. Remember I told you a few weeks ago yeah. when I channeled her, I felt like that burning. Yeah. When you get water. Yeah. She said, yeah, I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. She said it was pretty quick and she was pretty out of it while it was happening. So it wasn't as, as traumatic as it could have been. Yeah. And so she feels lucky she's for that. Yeah. She's very, po- she's a very positive person. She's like, yeah, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I was pretty fucked up. It's probably um, why she's on the realm. Yeah, she's definitely instantly hit the higher dimensions. She was not, she wasn't around for the first little bit while they were searching and things like that. She doesn't, she wasn't here for that. Mm -hmm. She was in a higher dimension doing other things. Is there any messages she wants to get to her family Um, or Anthony? Just remember her smile and she lives in laughter. Like that's what she keeps saying. She's like, you know, when when they smile and when they remember the good things about me, when, when their heart fills up with love, they're going to feel me there. I feel like that'll be me. Yeah, that'll be me. Yeah. And she's like, and I live in their laughter and I'm not exactly sure what that means, but she said they will. Yeah. And they have those funny moments and they laugh. They remember things. Her energy is so high vibrational that if they're having like a hard time and she said it's really difficult probably for them to understand because she was always the person that would be there for them in a hard time. She energetically cannot Um, when they're in a very low vibration and they're like, you know, Mallory, be with me, help me through this. She can't do that. So they have to raise their high. Oh, she's saying they have to raise their vibration to meet her uh, or she can meet them. Yeah. If they go down too low, she can't get at them. Yeah. She just her energetic body is so intensely high vibrational mm-hmm. that it can't. It's like almost like this magnet that repels her away yeah. from anybody with like a negative energy. At yeah. The time. Even her dad. She's mentioning dad, even her family. And so she's like, if you want me, you have to call on me in the highest Highest light, highest vibration. Think of the smile. good memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm thinking of Peter Pan. Think happy thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Think happy thoughts. Yeah. She's Tinkerbell. Yeah. Even now, I had to raise my vibration to be able to connect with her. Yeah, you're buzzing. Yeah, right now, I just feel like yeah, I don't feel any heaviness. Like, I usually feel a lot of times when I'm doing energy work, I feel like almost like I should have done some jumping jacks before, yeah. you know, really got my energy super high vibrational with her. So she's like, yeah. Live in laughter. Yeah, live in my laughter. That must be why I connected to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's basically the message that she's trying to get out right now is that to anybody that's listening that loves her, ever knew her, she's sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but she can't um, meet you in a low vibrational state. So she's like, you know, get gassed up, like get juiced up, like be happy and raise that energy. Yeah. And then you can feel me and then I'll be there. Yeah. You can call to me there, but don't call me in the darkest hours because she just, it, it feels bad for her. She doesn't want to not be there. She just energetically yeah. cannot. Her vibration won't let her. So You've never encountered this before? No, no. This is my yeah. first time. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about. Uh-uh. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for teaching me this right yeah. now. She's like an so, angel. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> She's like more fairy energy than <laughs> anything, but she's like, see, that's call why me we angel. She's got like a really like, um, I'm shaking. Like my whole body is just shaking right now, but in a good way. 
That's why we connected, girl. Yeah. I got that fairy energy. Right. Yeah. She's definitely. And she was like that in life, too. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. But she could make you feel better just from being around you. And that's how she's making me feel right now. Yeah. She's like, come on, let's go, let's go. Like, yeah, she says there's no message. And... Because she knows there's more to life than life. Yeah. She's, she's gone. <laughs> yeah. She's like, all right, I'm sorry. Go I didn't fly. even get to say goodbye. We were talking yeah. and she left. That was crazy. Yeah. I got to take her name out of my pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I shared this on here is that, well, I did share when I said something about Anthony, she goes, that's my sweetie. And then I felt the drowning sensation. And I was like, I don't know if that was Mallory or what. And I wrote her name down and put it in my pillowcase so she can give me a message. And she might have in my dreams. I don't remember them. Yeah, it was like so crazy, though, because usually, like I said, when I'm researching or anything, I'll start to feel messages and get signs from yeah. them that they're around me. And I never felt that yeah. with her. But that makes sense. And it sense. wasn't until we sat down with the candles and we turned the lights down low. Yeah. I got on the floor and I started meditating and putting myself kind of into a trance. And we started lighting ancestor money. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, like I felt her and I instantly knew like, oh, I have to raise my vibration to meet her where she is because she's not here anymore. Yeah. She's like, if we're going to do this, we got to do it quick. And I know I like jumped up so fast. I was like, we have to go right now because I don't think she's going to be here very long. Yeah. She was even talking about like a lot of times when spirits cross, especially that fast, Mm -hmm. they're kind of earthbound for a little while. Mm -hmm. They talk about being at their own funerals and stuff like that. She didn't, she was not there. She was straight up. She was like, yep. (laughs) Into basically heaven. Right. To the higher dimensions. Yeah. Like she, she was sheltered from that, I believe. Yeah. She remembered it a little bit. Yeah. The actual drowning part. I talked to Saudi before this episode. I said, I just want to know if she broke her jaw or something because I just feel like she can't talk and it's driving me crazy. And I feel like it's because I was translating her not being able to talk is like, hey, girl. I can't be down here talking to you every oh, two seconds. Right. I think that's what it was. Too. Because I kept spirits see- really do speak in metaphors. Yeah. Too. I kept seeing a broken jaw in my head. I don't understand this. Maybe broken connection. Yes. Or that's something what I'm, that she can't. Yeah, It exactly. makes so much sense now. Yeah. No, I can't be down there talking to you all the time. <laughs> so anybody that's on the path and whether you're a medium or just learning how to do that, when you're doing it, I always encourage Omni mm-hmm. to just really don't doubt yourself. She's like, well, yeah. maybe not. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. They're speaking to you. You just have to be able to feel it. So I'm proud of you for that. And I do believe that was probably her coming through and being like, I can't. Yeah. And just that energy that she had, like with her family, it was almost like she wanted to say it in a sad way. Like, I'm sorry, I can't be there for them. But she couldn't even do that. She just was like, I'm sorry, they have to be happy. (laughs) They can't call on me when they're down. They have to call on me when they're up. That'd be me when I cross over. Listen, I don't want to listen, Linda. Linda. I don't want to hear you cry all the time. Be happy. Right. And it wasn't that she didn't want to hear them. Yeah. That. It's just she was just putting out some kind of energy that her field was too high of a vibration to get that low. It just won't go there. She's like cheerleaders for spirit. Like she's out raise. of the third yeah. dimension now. She's like, it's really hard for me to come back. Yeah. And if I do come back, I need to be praised. I need. Yeah. I could just see people just laughing and living their laughter. I yeah. never heard that before. I love that. I got chills. I was like, girl, what are you saying right now? That's I know. Beautiful. Oh, I'm so happy she came through. I was a little yeah. nervous. Yeah. 
I was like, I felt her a few weeks ago, but I have mm-hmm. not felt her since. So I was like, I hope she comes through. But that makes perfect sense now. Mm-hmm. And she was even kind of like, I don't even know if some of my family. <laughs> and she's like, some of my family is not going to really resonate. Oh, yeah. They with don't. Uh, that. Yeah. She still came through. And yeah. said what she had to say. So I appreciate her for that. I know yeah. it was hard. Can you imagine being a fourth or fifth dimensional being and having to like. It's almost like swimming to the bottom of a lake. All that, yeah. like the pressure and uh-huh. stuff. And you're constantly trying to swim against being floated back up. Yeah. She was definitely being pulled back. I don't know if this is her last lifetime or, or what's going on there. But if she does reincarnate, I don't think it'll be anytime soon because yeah. she's just there. I'd love to talk to her yeah. <laughs> again. Like, I need like, a shot where of- are you? What dimension yeah. are you on? <laughs> how do I do that when yeah. I cross over? <laughs> yeah, be my cheerleader. <laughs> right? Teach me how you did that. But I think it was just the way she was in life, too. You know, when you're that high vibrational of a person and you're that caring and I don't know. Maybe just go straight up. You just got that free pass. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you, I'm Mallory. I'm so glad we did this. Me too. <laughs> See, nervous she wouldn't come through. And she's like, I will mm-hmm. swim down to you, you guys. Just hurry up. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. That was an oh incredible God. feeling. And we're drinking tea that's supposed to calm us down. Yeah. And I was yawning an hour ago. Yeah. And now I just feel so charged. And I compared it to caffeine, but it's not like jittery. Yeah. It's just like... Like you just won like the jackpot, like $5,000 at a casino, that kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, like whoa, your, your like, favorite game just won. Yeah. It's like that kind of, that's the energy that she gave me was almost like just adrenaline. Adrenaline. Yes. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Right now I'm really humbled. And it's a new experience. When Saudi first connected her, she goes, she's here. And then she goes, oh, okay, now I understand. And then I was like, we need to do this, this right now. now. <laughs> I was like, okay, get off the floor. <laughs> we both jumped up so fast. Uh-huh. Let's do this. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you to all yeah, the listeners. Thank you for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to listen to the fourth installment of our true crime crossover. Fourth and final episode. Fourth and final. Yes. Last season, we only did one episode for our true crime. We're doing four this time. Mm-hmm. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can see all of our upcoming episodes of season three. As always, remember to keep your minds open. Namaste.